This final girl is fleeing like all the others, flinging open the front door of a small suburban house. This final girl is screaming, long hair streaming, all torn t-shirt and superficial injuries and sudden athletic desperation. Lightning recap in The Final Girl as a Middle-Aged Woman by Amber Sparks. What happens when the final girl is not a final girl after all? You've got a little time. <laughs> We've got a little podcast. <laughs> this is Short Story Short Podcast. We are coming to you live. Just that's it. No, that's just live. <laughs> well, we are a live, so that's good. Yeah. See, that works, yeah. Uh, although I will continue doing this after I have died. It will be fantastic. Uh, I bet, especially in October, it will get super spooky. Yeah, because I'll be celebrating my birthday. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing that happens in October that's spooky. Exactly. You know, <laughs> Hey, you know, I kind of feel like I read something spooky recently, but I can't put my finger on it. What do you think it is? I can put my finger on it because it is The Final Girl as a Middle-Aged Woman by Amber Sparks. This is a story that is right up my alley for four big reasons. Uh, the biggest being, I do happen to like horror films. Um, you're a little bit alone in that, at least in, <laughs> in the context of hosts on this podcast. I... Uh, Halloween time is the only time of year generally that I'll watch horror films, although maybe maybe I might stretch once in a while, but I, I struggle with them a little bit. And it's just, it's something about, I think of late, especially in like the, even in the, the, the first decade of the, the 21st century, there was a lot of, hey, let's just cover everything up that's happening with complete darkness and that'll scare the viewer. And that just, bugs me a lot so there's that me being a, a weird snob about a genre that I have nothing to do with uh, professionally and there's also just I have a very uh weak gag reflex <laughs> um, I, I don't like gore uh which I, does yeah tend to limit me to older horror films particularly older slasher films uh, which this is a direct reference to. Mm -hmm. And the idea of the final girl is based on more or less Jamie Lee Curtis in the Halloween movies. And Absolutely. she's so good in that role. And I find it interesting that this story, which is brand spanking new, it's like less than three months old, I think. Yeah, I just, uh, I actually follow Amber Sparks on Twitter and she happened to it and the, the title really uh really intrigued me and i was like boom we got our next story yeah and i think that this is doing a number of levels of commentary on one what the role of the final girl in a horror film is and two why is it never a middle-aged woman <laughs> Although, to be fair, Jamie Lee Curtis is now in the Halloween movies. 
Though you could argue she may be slightly over middle age. Hey, now let's let's not be talking about age, <laughs> <laughs> except for the fact that that's kind of what the story is about. But yeah, it's this uh, this sense of vulnerability, like the 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 late teens girl is one of the more vulnerable uh, characters that you can pull out. It's this this sense of who would the killer target? Does the killer want a challenge? Apparently not, because they always go after the late teenage girl who is like, you know, wearing a white tank top and no bra. Um, <laughs> gee, I wonder if that has something to do with it too. I don't know. Um, or, you know, the killer is going around punishing somebody for having sex for the first time. Stuff like that. So I, definitely I feel like there, there are a couple reasons both from a kind of gross like meta textual perception and also from the actual like if you look at the motivations of the characters involved especially the killer being the one who is engineering a lot of the fear I get why he'd pick the teenage girl it's the same reason why all my friends say that if they were to cannibalize anybody it would be me it's just it's we're fun to pick on <laughs> I'm not a teenage girl anymore but I'm still fun to pick on yeah, you know, uh, my friends all say they would eat me first, but we all know I'd be the eater. Uh, <laughs> Croctober is going to have a whole new meaning this year. <laughs> so excited. Um, I think one of the other aspects here, though, that is interesting is that metatextually, there are a number of reasons why it is the usually the late teen, early 20s uh, woman, largely because one, yeah, the TNA is there. Uh, yep. almost always to the way American box office has shown it's they you tend to peak on your drawing power as a woman in Hollywood in your 20s and which for better or worse <laughs> probably worse uh, unless you're an investor <laughs> um, uh, there was actually related note a look at the films of Lana Turner on a podcast I listened to called Muriel's Murders that uh, definitely talked a little bit about how box office uh, trends tended to lead women into certain particular roles and really an interesting little, just, and it's a, that's a snippet of the podcast, which is well worth listening to. Um, but the other thing that's being mentioned here is how the path of the killer follows not only very solid trope steps in these films, but more importantly, how the meaning of those to the film. And the very interesting point that, you know, uh, this is the chase where I get killed and then I get back up afterwards uh, when she turns around and looks. And then that gets related to things that happen in the everyday life of the middle-aged woman, quote-unquote, uh, that has murdered him. <laughs> <laughs> I guess killed him, technically. We could say it was justifiable homicide. But really, is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, sort of on that same note, I enjoy, uh, it was kind of a delightful surprise how trope-savvy the killer is. He's totally <laughs> in on this. He knows 
And which makes sense because like I said, he's the one who engineers the horror. He's the driving force behind it. And I love this line, the killer pauses. This has not happened to him before. Is she not perhaps the final girl after all or at all? But it's been nearly two hours and no protagonist has emerged and survived. He's like, what? How can the final girl be so old? What is happening here? This is not the way the story is supposed to go. And I just love that idea of he's not just some like nameless, mindless, murderous freak who's running around stabbing people, but he actually has sort of a, a logic in that he's, he's, he's surprised when the usual tropes are subverted. Mm-hmm. And that is, I think, key to the idea that if we insert ourselves into the world in which this is an actual movie, we're not seeing the first movie. We're seeing the fourth, fifth, sixth movie. This is, this is a down the line. <laughs> well, either that or the killer has watched a lot of uh, movies. I, I feel like that's a possibility for him being trope savvy. That's, that could be how the killer became trope savvy and almost makes it more fun because he's like a newbie and he thinks he knows everything. And to have his, his expectations is completely trashed in such a beautiful way, um, I think makes her somehow even more powerful in a strange way. But she's like, I don't have time for your ignorance. Interesting. I'm, huh, that's a good read, I think. I There's think a couple different things... ways you can read that. Oh, yeah. I guess that, they, that would make this more of, instead of a allusion to Friday the 13th it is more of a repositioning of a scream except for not funny yeah possibly possibly yeah there's there's that's what I love about this is such a short short story and there's so many different takes you can have on it so many different ways you can read different aspects of it so I I think that's really one particularly satisfying uh element of the story Mm -hmm. and the the idea that the middle-aged woman is the resilience of, of the potential foes for a, it is what eventually defeats a, a murderous monster of a horror film is a really interesting one. It does play into one of Hollywood's worst sort of depictions of middle-aged woman is that One of the reasons why people die in horror films, of course, is that they have sex. And then the idea that a middle-aged woman has become sexless and therefore she can defeat the the murderous killer. I could see that read being there and I can see that being being also subverted by uh, Amber Sparks here because it's 100% out there that she, because I believe even at the very end, she's referencing her as a mom, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so we yeah but she, the, she's already begun to plan to pick the kids up from soccer and choir practice. Mm-hmm. And so we're presented with not a, a mom out there defending her cubs. She's actually just fighting for her life. And I think that's a really interesting change too. Yeah, I think it's interesting that you 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 pointed at the the idea of you know the the punishment for having sex and the the versus middle aged women being seen as sexless, um, and but I really like what she does with that because she could 
she she makes the killer be attracted to the middle-aged woman and he's horrified by that and i, I just i just love that idea because it, it's still sort of plays into that whole idea but also turns it on its head mm-hmm. yeah the there's a overarching pseudo-academic uh look at horror films that see the killers in particular they reference michael myers of not so much freddy krueger but definitely jason Voorhees as actually being presented as children inhabiting monsters bodies and in that read here he is not necessarily a child He's actually experiencing, he's being presented more as an adult who has somehow turned into a killer. And I love that. The other thing is, I love how we're not given a very good description of the killer at all. I like that. I like that because middle-aged women are so often like nameless, faceless voids in in media. So for once, let's turn that on its head. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But with regards to what you said about the, the whole child thing, like messed up child uh, being a, a, a crazed serial killer. I really like how uh, Amber Sparks invokes the, the, the mother and, and says that that's what middle-aged women do. That to me has those vibes of, uh, let's say, women who get, you know, horrible things in their you know, DMs or whatever, uh, rape threats, unsolicited dick pics, stuff like that. And how they, some of them will track down the mother of the sender and forward all that shit and be like, hey, this is what your son's up to. That's just, I thought you might want to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, this uh, is yeah. A... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no you, you go ahead. You. No, you. 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 Okay, you. fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think one of the other aspects here that I really like is that it is incredibly short. Yet, it pushes on every edge of this potential story. Yeah, you're right about that. I, I, I sort of had, I think, sort of subconsciously noticed that, but not really put it into words. It really does. It's a very full story for how short it is. Mm-hmm. And I think what I like about that is, I think when you recognize that a trope-heavy genre as horror films are, you can use very small nuggets to get you further. And particularly when you are showing how they are subverted and how they can be uh, played for both laughs and for thoughtful investigation, it allows you to expand everything. So every word in this means more, I think. Yeah, it feels like it's it's more uh, yeah, it's more meaningful in a way, and I'm glad that's not just me because I thought that maybe it was just me as a as a woman who, um, I guess, could be considered middle aged. Uh, I hate the distaste that came into my voice there. I'll try to I'll try to work on that uh, <laughs> as I deal with this. But uh, but yeah, I thought it was just me like taking more meaning out of it because it's a very close story to my own experience. But you know, I don't have the killer, but uh, you know, I. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> there are my friends who want to cannibalize me. So really, any minute they can come pounding down the door and start slashing. Any second, <laughs> I they're they're my friends. They love me, <laughs> and they will love me with garlic and butter. <laughs> but, butter, <laughs> <laughs> butter. But yeah, so I, I I'm glad that it's not just me. I, that 
feels like the story um, can connect to, you know, men as well, for instance. That's right. Yes. I, I love this one. I think it's one of the more fun. This might be the shortest story we've read. Might be, might be. Yeah. Oh, no, girl, Jamaica Kincaid. That's short. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. That, yeah, that was super short. Yes. And the two are, are incredibly similar. It's, uh, it's remarkable. This is, a, this is a really good venue, I think, for this kind of fiction that points out aspects of um, gender and sexuality and, and gender relations and, and such, and, you know, the, the sort of expectations of society. I think because those are stories where it can be really easy to accidentally overstep the line and become too preachy about it and risk turning mm -hmm. off the reader. So when you have that short time span, you have to make every single word count in multiple ways. And that's, you know, this flash fiction is actually a lot harder than some other fiction simply because of that. But I think it's also a wonderful venue for these explorations of gender relations and tropes, et cetera. Correct. Yes. As usual. Um, <laughs> this one? Uh, no, I just, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I'm glad that I follow Amber Sparks on Twitter. I, you should follow her too. She, she's uh, interesting. It's, uh, I think it's, I'll, I'll find it right now because it's in the author's note, I think. Um, <laughs> at Amber Noel, N-O-E-L-L-E. -L -L -E. Oh, so yeah, give her, give her a follow and uh, read some more of her stuff because uh, this, this feels like she's got more in her. She's got more, she's got some good stuff waiting around the corner, I have a feeling. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Hey, Christy. Yes? What might we want to read next week? Next week, I think we might want to uh, hit up Joe Hill for his story, Abraham's Boys. So we're going from the final girl to the boys. <laughs> and Joe Hill, who, wonderful human being. Yes. Well, until next week, this has been Short Story. Short Podcast.